Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks YouTube live show. My name is Aaron, one of your hosts. Join my Nate every Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern time here on the Slab Stocks YouTube channel. Absolutely love doing these live streams. Today, I think, is going to be quite the stream, Nate, because we've got a lot to talk about from the weekend of football. Uh, one of the best weekends of all time, unless Was you're it? someone that likes the Packers or the Buccaneers or the Bills. Or Tom Brady. Or, or Tom Brady. Or the uh, Titans, if there's any Titans fans out there in, in our stream today. Um, we've got a couple other fun things to talk about at the beginning, too. Uh, but before that, I just want to thank everyone for coming and uh, being here again and discussing cards with us. Because we'll be, we're going to be asking a lot of questions throughout tonight's stream. So please be ready to toss in some comments in the chat. We absolutely love getting your opinions on values, on you know buy, sell, players, whatever it is. Feel free to comment along with us, ask us questions. Um, both Nate and I will be mon monitoring the comments tonight because I'm sure Nate's got a lot to talk about. He did a lot of the football research. I did the beginning research. Um, but before we get into any of that, last week we did our Monday episode with no charts, no sales data points, none of that. We did on why we love sports cards because there's frankly too much uh, just unwarranted negativity, I think, going around on the hobby right now. Um, well, maybe for the specific reasons warranted, but there's just a lot of people – they like to jump in and add fuel to the fire. We want to not do that. Um, we would like to sit here and just talk about collecting and all that stuff. And it's it's a really fun thing for us to do this. So let's have fun with it. And last week, Nate wasn't able to be here because Nate was moving our guy slab stock Sam. Um, Sam Dunks down to St. Louis and or I guess up for Sam. Up but Nate, why don't you sit here and uh, let us know your 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 why do you love sports cards and why are you involved and what do you why are you excited about what's to come? Because I think that's the most important part is what, why are you excited about what's to come? Because there's a lot of great things to be excited about. All right. Well, let's start with why I'm involved. Um, I and guess. Why do you love them? That's and why do I love them? Um, obviously started from a young age. I think I was probably three, four when I got my first cards. Both my brothers are older than me, obviously. And so, well, not obviously if you don't know me, I guess, but uh you know, they collect cards, they get into cards, so I get into cards. So we had a bunch of 80s and 90s baseball, um, football, and occasionally a basketball card or a hockey card, something like that. And so from a young age, you know, it's kind of a fun thing. You look through it, you look through your Beckett price guide, which is just eBay today, and uh, you're like, ooh, this Tim Couch card. Ladder card ladder now. Card ladder now, yeah. Uh, this Tim Couch card's four bucks. Of course, I found it in a Lego bucket. It's... Uh, bent in half and stuff but it's four dollars you know <laughs> and uh you're just super excited about that as a little kid and then you video games and stuff like that take the place of cards and legos and that took the place of buying cards because you only had so much money to spend as a kid right and then i got into my college years and aaron was really into cards and all of a sudden, I, I gave him some advice. And all of a sudden, I realized that this was a way for me to not only enjoy cards that I enjoyed when I was younger, but also enjoy sports more, um, specifically minor league baseball. Like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed major league baseball quite a bit. Uh, and minor league baseball was one of those things that I enjoyed tracking prospects, but I never really got into. And then you start collecting minor league baseball players, and Aaron knows this, Nate Pearson, um, Forrest Whitley, those guys. And all of a sudden you're tracking their you're you're tracking every game they play. Every game they play. And it was it was amazing. And it's really fun. It's really been really fun this last year to track Everson Pereira, uh, Pereira. So like just the joy of getting to get just a little bit closer 
to the game we love is the reason I love sports cards the most. Um, and then secondly is, you know, a lot of people have, a lot of people have communities, right? Um, whether it be your family, uh, your work community, your church community, um, college, high school, you know, whatever. But a lot of times, you know, those only take up so much, so much time in your life. Uh, you see, your, if you don't live by your family anymore, you see them or you talk to them on the phone. You see them a little bit and that takes up a few moments of your day. Um, you go to church on Sunday or whatever, you know, takes up an hour of your day um, or so. And, you know, you have that community. You have uh, maybe a business club community or something. And they all take up small portions, but you still have a ton of time. The nice thing about cards is that it does create a community aspect. And there's people that text me on DM and Instagram and stuff that I never thought I would talk to before. Never thought I'd talk to somebody from, you know, India or Indiana or California or anything like that. And so you get to meet people and talk to people and um, just fill your day a little bit more with you know, you, you fill your day with like-minded people, but then you get into cards and you got even more like-minded people, which is always nice. So that's why I love cards. And then what am I looking forward to most with cards? Um, I guess I don't really know. Uh, I, I think, I think what I, what I would like is just to keep building what you and me have been building and then also building, the community around sports cards kind of get you brought it up the negative the negative uh tension that's been going around the sports card community maybe we get off of that a little bit maybe people that have been negative quiet down just a smidge um and we can get from go from just looking at controversies to just looking at cards because at the end of the day now this is you know it's a hobby it's a business it's a hobby it's a business and there's there's obviously money to be made. And when there's money to be made, there's going to be negative things coming out of it. But if everyone can just remember that it is, in fact, sports cards that are valuable because of dudes playing a game. Um, I think it would be a lot easier for people to handle the controversy and just be like, ah, I don't care what's happening out there. I'm in my little bubble with my own Aaron Ashby's and, uh, you know, who cares? So that's what I'm looking forward to if we can get there. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Nate, for uh, giving us that. It was a great episode last week. I'm happy you're able to share some stuff too about that. If you wanted to listen to last week's episode, please feel free. Um, I knew when we were going to do that episode, it's going to be one of our least viewed streams of 2022 and probably the last few months before that. Um, but that, yeah, that's a really interesting thing to think about is a lot of people really like to join in on the drama and not as much on the, uh, you know, let's just enjoy what we're here for, <laughs> which is kind of interesting. But let, I think that what Nate said is right. You know, let's get let's get a little bit more back towards the enjoying the cards and enjoying each other portion. Because that, I mean, we I feel like that we've been doing that as much as we can. But just in general, it'd be nice to keep going that way. Um, JM one two three one just dropped a comment. I just had a package arrive at PSA and delivery was rejected. Any advice? That is interesting. Um, I know that PSA accepts both USPS and FedEx shipments. Did you ship the right service to the right address? That would be my first thought. And then secondly, I have no idea how it'd be rejected if you just list exactly the address they had. I would check in on that. I've never had that happen to me. Uh, but today's first episode is it. And second thought is I have no idea. <laughs> is basically what you just <laughs> What do you say? 
I said, your first thought was this. And your second thought was you have no idea. Yeah, exactly. That is very true. Exactly. Uh, so today's episode, like I said, I love it. it's going to be about the market movement around the NFL playoffs. But before we get into that, we've got some recap to talk about from the PWCC weekly auction. Number one, we just dropped this post on Instagram, recapping some of the craziest sales in my eyes, or at least not necessarily head scratchers, but eye poppers, some of them head scratchers. And I want to chat about them and get you all's opinion here. Um, last night on Sunday night, the first PWCC weekly auction ended. A lot of you probably came and watched your live bidding stream. That was super fun. But all these sales we're going to cover were not the ones we were bidding on. Um, and we just want to talk about what these sales were and why and how they affect each individual market. So you obviously, if you listened to our stream last night, you had to know that that 2020 Optic Tom Brady Gold of 8, or sorry, out of 10 PSA 8 was going to show up here. It sold for $13,800 uh, or 13.8K. And then on the right, the Tom Brady, that is a sticker auto from 2021 Luminance PSA 9 out of 5 sold for $14,400. Someone explain that to me in the comments. Can you justify that Tom Brady in any way, shape, or form? I feel like that you should be able to find a bunch of other Tom Brady autographs instead that are better value and cooler cards or on card or whatever. Do we think it's because it's, because it's his, his face? face? I, I, bet, you, what? I bet it is. I bet I it mean, is. there's not many times you get just a face in a football card, right? You like never. Not many times at all. Never ever. Um, think of one. Think of one time you've seen Tom Brady's face on a football card. Okay, well, Tom Brady, no, but I was gonna say like 1989 score. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, for I a Tom Brady saying. card. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but to me, it's like if that was an on-card auto, the price makes it a little bit more sense. But still, 2021 sticker got, auto. Got an Allen and Ginter feel to it. It does, it does. Yeah, Bucks Uniform Auto maybe, but there's a lot of other Bucks Uniform Autos, or at least I think that there are a good amount of others, even though there's a good amount of others ending last night. Um, let us know in the comments. Do either of these two make sales make sense to you for over $10,000 to us, or at least to me? I think Nate might be in the same camp. No, but uh, to each their own. I mean, the market dictates the market, and we can't sit here and say for one way or another why something wouldn't be worth what it is. if we're not. Can I throw a hot, hot take out there for you? Go ahead, Nate. I'd rather have the luminance auto than the optic gold. Oh, well, if it's between the two, I think the same. Now the sticker's pretty blatant on there, which is a little bit of an eyesore, but uh it's a it's a more unique card. I mean, it's I definitely... guess I don't know if it's a hot take, but it is optic gold, and people love their golds and they love their optic, and this is luminance sticker auto. Right. So maybe it wasn't a hot take, but I'd much rather have the luminance auto. Yeah, no, I feel you for sure. Um, which I guess is why it's sold for you know six hundred dollars more. Maybe just one more person is willing to pay a little bit more for it. Uh, the basketball sales that we're looking at here, this one is pretty shocking to me. I know that these things are rare, but 2019 Prism Tiger Stripe Zion Williamson, super short print from Choice. BGS 9, this is not like a crazy grade. This is an 8.5 centering with a surface of a 9. So for $5,000, I, I, I was shocked when I saw that. I was really, really shocked. Um, and we've got to compare there to a Luka Doncic and Trey Young. This is a dual auto sticker autos, mind you. Uh, numbered out of 10, BGS 8 of Luka and Trey, the two top players from the 2018 draft class. Um, that one sold for 4.9. Now, Nick, give me your thoughts on these two. Um, I guess I, I don't have a price to compare them to. So I don't know what I don't know what Zion used to go for. I imagine he went for more than 5K. I guess I'm just a little bit shocked that. I, it would go that high considering 
maybe if the grades were searched around and there was an 8.5 on something else and a 9.5 on centering or a 9 on centering, I could see that going for that much. But the 8.5 on centering, isn't that usually like a huge detractor? Yeah, I would say so. I guess, Nate, here's what I have to tell you about previous sales. BGS 9.5 of this exact same card sold May 23 for $11,000 and sold for October 30th, 31st for $11,600. Um, this is a 9. This is a 9. It's not a 9.5. That just doesn't seem like a big enough drop to me. Well, I am I mean, I feel like if it was a PSA 10 selling for 11000 5,000 wouldn't seem like a big enough drop, but yeah, is there yeah, that big right. of a gap between BGS 9 and BGS 9.5? Yeah, it's not as big. Yeah. Um, some people are asking about the pop on this card. I can tell you that there's 29 BGS 9.5s. Um, I suppose the last raw sale was uh 8,884 on October 25th for a raw, so that is quite a bit big drop and then the car ladder value has a raw val- uh estimate at 6142 so i will say i guess that you know nate's nate's got some good thinking there um between that and the luke and trey i mean that's not a big set that's dominion that's sticker autos it's a bgs8 well the two signatures on there's really nice nate sometimes tells me that specific card just doesn't have much i i was looking at it while you were talking about design yeah I don't know what it is. I think maybe it's the gray, the metal, the metallic uh, underneath the gold there and above the white. It just yeah. makes it look. It looks it makes it look weird. I don't know. It's just not yeah. that aesthetically pleasing to me. If they chose a different color, maybe a black or um, a, an actual color, you know, or maybe not gold around the edges, but uh, it's a weird looking card. I don't yeah, like it. It really is. All right, moving on. Got some baseball here. I knew that these would really rile Nate up. So we've got 2013. This is a Topps Chrome X Rector Mike Trout SGC 9, second or third year Mike Trout card um, that sold for $312. And then a 9.5 Tatis Bone Chrome Refractor rookie number at $499 that sold for $312. Both those $312 that Tatis is a SGC 9.5. Nate, give me your thoughts on those two slams for the exact same thing. Insane. For starters, um, I know X-Factors are rare, super rare. I'm sure they're probably more rare in 2013 than they are nowadays. Uh, that being said, this is number to 499. It's a better grade, and people love spending money on young up-and-coming players. I mean, Tatis isn't up-and-coming. He's already a bona fide superstar, top five player in the league. I would have expected the Tatis to sell for more. I know it's a. I know Bowman Chrome rookies haven't been the hottest thing in the world, um, but uh, if I had three, I mean, I do have three hundred twelve dollars. If I wanted to, I could have spent. I would say if I had this much money, but three hundred twelve dollars is not that much money. Grand scheme of things, um, I would have bought the Fernando Tatis all day long. Just a, a card that I think could go up way quicker than a thirty-year Topps Chrome. Hey, well. Can I sauce you uh, something here on uh, Mike Trout X Factors? Mm-hmm. Is, sales... is this numbered? Is this update? This, or is is this, not, this is not numbered. This is just Topps Chrome. Okay. The last sales of the Topps Chrome Trout X Factor, we have PSA 10 that sold for 870 on January 17th in auction. PSA 9 that sold for 290 on January 10th cool. in auction. Raw sold for 172.50 on December 20th. PSA 9, $400 on December 20th. And then we have a BGS 9.5 that sold on December 6th for 330. 
the the SGC nine sold for three hundred twelve. That is so what a, you're telling me is go find these, scour every corner of the internet and card shows for some non graded twenty thirteen X fractors, grade them for thirty bucks, sell. You remember when I asked you about Mike Trout's second and third year card that they're going to be, you know? Yeah, and then we settled on we should go after Tatis and all those guys second and third year cards. Yeah, we did. But I it's just interesting to think about that. That's a pretty nice sale right there. It it is a nice sale. And I'm I I, I should say you know there are a lot of people here that are saying what's up to us and with Nate's little spiel to be there, I forgot to say our normal hellos. So Tony, global sports card investor, uh, the Cantle kid, Nick Foles. Uh, good to see you all. And then we have Midwest Ripper that just said hi. Um, we are doing okay. We're doing okay. We're trying to cover from that Packers game. We're not going to talk about it right now. Um, maybe later. And then uh, the next sale for baseball in yesterday's auction was $2,000 for Tatis Purple Refractor PSA 10 number out $299 from Topps Chrome. And $2,000 for Jason Dominguez Base Auto PSA 10. Nate, I know that these cards cannot be any different. You're talking about a non-auto Topps Chrome Refractor rookie color. And a first Bowman Chrome base auto PSA 10. They're both PSA 10s. Uh, and let me know, anyone in the chat too. It's not just Nate. This is all of you also. $2,000. Does it make sense to ever go Dominguez here? Um. Well, for starters, purples always seem to undersell other colors. I know that it's like the lowest numbered, but also yeah. it's like shocking how poorly purples numbered 299 sell. Yeah, I, I think like that you, whenever you mention numbered cards, you always talk about the reverse that I think that myself and others talk about. And the, technically the highest numbered card of 299. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair, 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 fair. The highest numbered card. Um, I'm always shocked how low or high, low, how low <laughs> high numbered cards like the purple 299 of Topps Chrome Colors sell. So if I was going for the quickest way to make money, I would be going with the Dominguez um, if he absolutely Ooh. blew up this year. Like, I'd expect Tatis to do really well, and he was amazing last year, and that's a $2,000 card. Dominguez was terrible, and that's a $2,000 card. So if you're a gambling man, it's way easier in my eyes to get that Dominguez to $4,000 than it is that Tatis tops chrome purple to get to $4,000. Hmm. Um, so from that lens, I would take the Dominguez, but since I'm not a gambling man and I'd rather have the security... I'm taking Tatis. And if I wanted to go a step further, I wouldn't take either because Tatis's injuries scare me and Dominguez just might not be that good. Well, anyone in the chat, which one would you take? Tatis Purple off 299 PSA 10 or the Dominguez Auto PSA 10? Um, I think that, like Nate said, I don't know if I'd spend $2,000 in either, but uh, they did sell. So there we have it. Next up, I'm going to talk about this one. We've got two soccer cards here. One's a sticker, one's a Sapphire rookie. The Holland sold for 1.2K. Uh, BGS 9.5, which is actually a massive sale on a 9.5. This is a true gem. And then Alex Morgan World Cup stickers, PSA 10 from 2011. So for $1,230. The last sale of this was in last month's PWCC auction for $800. This sold for $500 more one month later. And that's big. That is really big. That's a huge growth in a, in a, a woman's uh, soccer card right there. I've seen a lot of people start to talk about women's cards more. Um, regardless if it's WNBA or maybe tennis, because on last night, also the premier auctions ended through PWCC. And we have got two of the, actually the two biggest women's female athlete cards sales of all time. I don't really know what I was trying to say there, but the two biggest sales for a female card happened last night. The first one, the biggest is the PSA 10 SI for kids 
That's for $117,000. Nate, do you want to know what the last registered sale is of that publicly? Yes, I do. So everyone, I'm using card ladder sales data history or sales history. And now this shows me all different sales history for the past. It's like 15 plus years, multiple different data sources. And this one went in November 19th, 2018. It sold for $442. That is three and a half years ago or so. And it sold for $442. That's like a 26,000% ROI or something wow. like that. What also, that's like very bold. Spending $442 on that three and a half years ago. Like, there's could you imagine? Eight, yeah, there's only eight PSA 10s. I'm not sure how many there were at the time. But yeah, man, I, I can't believe it. That's insane. $442 to $117,000. And then the other car in the left is a 2003 Net Pro Rookie, the Glossy Alve 100 PSA 10. This one sold for $96,000 last night. The sale before that happened. 15 days ago, it sold through Golden. Same thing, Glossy Alve 100, Serena Williams. It sold for 55 k 15 days ago, $55,200. That is a near – no, it's a $40,000 price increase in 15 days. Forty grand in 15 days. I don't really have many words for this and can't wait to share this to Instagram because we have not yet. But uh, it's a 74% ROI in 15 days like that's just crazy it's just crazy crazy it's good to see though um you know if these are the two most expensive female cards of all time uh, clearly there's been multiple million dollar at, uh, you know cards of brady and all those guys um not saying these are million dollar cards in the future but cool to see serena williams cross 100 grand plat, uh, threshold very cool to see all right nate let's switch to massive gears here football all right, playoffs, the craziest whoop, uh, weekend of football I've ever seen. Let's start it off here with the guy that got eliminated, but still yep. impressed like crazy. Yep, I figured why not start it off with Josh Allen since he was insane. I wish I, I am more upset about Josh Allen not making it than I am about Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's how that's how amazing Josh Allen was last night. Chiefs went down, scored a touchdown. Josh Allen goes down, scores a touchdown, leaves two minutes and some seconds left for the Chiefs. Chiefs go down and score a touchdown in like a minute. Josh Allen goes down and scores a touchdown. Um, and then the Chiefs go down in 13 seconds and kick a field goal. Absolutely insane. I saw – oh, I actually I, – I saved the picture. I saw a stat that um, Patrick Mahomes had 170 yards after the two-minute warning. I saw that. Insane. And then also, so in the final two minutes, and I'm assuming this includes overtime, Josh Allen, five for seven, 102 yards and a touch and two touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, 10 for 13, 188 yards and two touchdowns. That's insane. That's insane. Two, min That's two minutes in overtime, those two quarterbacks combined for 290 yards and four touchdowns and only had five incompletions between the two of them. Aaron Rodgers, 60 minutes, zero touchdowns. Yeah, unbelievable, uh, and and uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo too. Yeah. Um, but for Josh Allen, showed so much heart, absolutely insane. Rushed for so many first downs on like fourth down, gave up his body multiple times to get the yards he needed. What an insane day! And you can see, despite losing, shout out to Gabriel really quick. He's watching hey, yeah. from Planet Fitness. Thanks for coming. 
Better yourself, Gabriel. We also, like that. really quick, Nate, before you go into this, I want to shout out uh, all this data in today's episode is from Car Ladder Pro. It's our exclusive data provider. Um, great guys, great and lady too, Christina and Chris and Josh over at Car Ladder. Put together an amazing platform. Uh, you can do a seven day free trial right now if you hit the link we just dropped in the chat or in the description. It is very worthy, it's very valuable. We save hundreds of t- or minutes, hours, whatever you want to say using it for sure. It just gives you automatic trends and automatic sales history. Does all the eBay best offer price uh, calculation for you. You don't need to go and use all these different things, plugging in IDs and whatnot. It just automatically shows you what cards sell for if you search it. So it's really cool. Go ahead, Nate. Um, so you can see here this BGS 9.5, despite him losing, it's on an upward trend. Obviously, it's not an upward trend from before the season, but from Christmas uh it has raised it was below three thousand dollars and now it it just one got sold for best offer 3800 bucks now obviously nine five comes with the caveat of you don't know if this was a true gem true gem plus if the other one you know so there's a caveat there but it's incredible that his prices are rising despite him losing and that is a testament to how amazing that game was and that was probably the no joke that was probably the best game of football i've ever watched my entire life yeah, I, I see a lot of people, and I also have been like trying to hold myself from saying it's like this is the best game of football ever because I've only seen football that I remember for the past, I don't know, 12 years or something. And my thought here is that it's what Nate said. It's the best game of football I've ever seen. Uh, the last five minutes was insane. And I want you all to let us know right now. So Josh Allen's cards, as Nate pointed out, you know, this one that sold for over five grand, maybe it was like a true gem plus or something and sold for over 5,000. It went down to like 22, 2,500, 20, right around there. Um, up over 3,000 out of the $3,800 buy it now. That is quite the increase for losing. What do you all think about his market over the, over the summer and or off season starting in spring until summer? Uh, Nate and I were talking about today. Do you foresee his market dropping throughout the year? Or is it still worthy to buy it now, given that a lot of his cards are cheaper than what they were, let's say, before the season started? Um, the Bills, they weren't like awesome to start the regular season. They got really good as the season went on. Um, and then obviously took the L to the Chiefs last night. But is it worth jumping in on his cards earlier, I'd say, than like what you might expect to jump in on an offseason buy because you might have a ton of momentum in the market going throughout the year, even until next season? Nate, let me know what you think. Uh, others can let us know in the chat too. It's a tough call. I do think he's going to be there. Uh, every single year with a chance at the AFC championship, but you've got so many good QBs. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, obviously, um, Deshaun Watson, if he comes back, Aaron Rodgers, if he gets traded to the Broncos or the like Browns Steelers. Because I, or the Steelers, because I don't think they're going to trade him into the NFC. Um, and so like you have a ton, a ton of good young QBs in the, and that's not even to mention, like, what if a Zach Wilson takes a step forward or somebody like that? So you got a ton of good young QBs where or Trevor it, Lawrence or Trevor Lawrence, it, it, it's still a big risk. Like Josh Allen's good. The bills are good, but look at. Look at Joe Burrow. Nobody expected before the season started. If you had told me that Joe Burrow and the Bengals would be in the AFC championship game and Josh Allen and the Bills wouldn't be, I wouldn't have believed you. Or Lamar Jackson and the Ravens wouldn't even make the playoffs. I know tons of injuries aside. Um, 
you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, the NFC is is in desperate need for some stars to replace uh, Rodgers and Wilson as they're kind of on their way out, at least from, you know, they might still be there next year. Who knows if they're in the NFC. But, you know, some good, fresh, young talent. Kyler Murray, kind of a very disappointing end of the season. Justin Fields is just starting, so it's hard to really have that right away. I am um, interested in Justin Fields. I will, I will admit that. <laughs> he showed some flashes against the Packers this year. Nate equals interested. Yeah, I always thought that he was actually going to be pretty decent, although a lot of people think that I guess Ohio State quarterbacks might be decent, though they never are. But we'll see. It's, we'll like, see. US, it's like new USC, huh? <laughs> exactly, yep. Uh, now we have 2018 prison-based PSA 9 here, which that recovered all the way back to early October prices or mid-October prices with a sale of $215.90. Nate, why do you have this on here? Um, I just wanted to show a different, like, you know, a, ba- a base a base card that yeah. – Testament to Josh Allen, so hot. You can have a base PSA 9. And I'm kicking myself because I like Josh Allen for a while. And the last year, before the season started, they were $60 for a non-graded. I was like, man, maybe I should just buy one to have one. I never did it. Yeah. Should have done it. Um, But it just a testament to Josh Allen. Even when uh, in a cold base market, you've got base PSA 9 going up. 215 bucks despite the loss. Pretty incredible. That's all. That's all I got on that. Shout out Josh Allen. Yep. Uh, TM's got a good question here. Any thought on if Trevor Lawrence prices stay soft in the offseason as Panini plays catch up on 2021 products? This is a massive point here. Mosaic just released. Mosaic just released after the regular season ended. Um, we have not had Prism. We have not had Select, Optic, Contenders, Immaculate, which I think releases tomorrow actually. So Immaculate's going to drop soon. Uh, National Treasures. There are so many major NFL products that are not out. And the season's done. I think that, yes, it hurts release prices. You know, like, I doubt that Panini is adjusting the prices of their boxes based off of the time they're releasing these things. Um, But I can sure as heck guarantee that Trevor Lawrence cards are not going to be as expensive as they would have been if they were released before the season or within the first couple weeks. Could you imagine the bloodbath people would have had buying Trevor Lawrence cards if all these things came out before the season? People got saved. Oh, they did across the entire class because the entire class was pretty poor. Well, let me throw you this one, Nate. Is it going to be a great time to buy non-graded, maybe color, maybe maybe some silvers from these different sets to try to grade before the next season comes? Well, A, yes, that is always a good, and you could probably buy any quarterback, get them graded and make your money. But also, if you have an inkling about one of these guys over the rest of them, you know, there was a lot of first-round quarterbacks. One of these guys is going to be good. Well, Mac Jones was good. Um, but one of these guys is going to end up, you know, popping off. And you just have to guess the right guy. And there's a huge, huge buying opportunity. You remember when Patrick Mahomes was poor in the middle of the season? And uh, people were like, oh, is this a buying opportunity or are the Chiefs just broken? And I thought the Chiefs were broken. Clearly, they weren't. And uh, it was a buying opportunity because you can see Mahomes prices now and they're bouncing right back on up. Um and uh, it'll be interesting to see. Now, it, it is it, it should be mentioned that the Jaguars are a bad team and the Bears are a bad team and the Jets are a bad team, though they have Matt LaFleur's brother as their offensive coordinator. And that's uh, interesting. And I like Robert Sala. Um, there are a lot of bad, poorly run franchises that these quarterbacks are on, which could, you know, de- uh, be a deterrent to me investing in any of these guys. Sure. Is that all you had to say? That's all I had to say. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to follow up with something else there. 
I got you. Um, but interesting when this product releases so late. Okay. Uh, DK asked about going to cover UFC ladder movers after UFC 270. Um, talking about some of the, the fights this past weekend. Probably not just because we, we don't know a whole lot. Um, we don't watch it. We, I mean, I see some highlights sometimes. I know a couple of the fighters. But definitely don't don't really know enough to cover it. Although I know the the prism set and the top chrome sets and stuff. But any anything want to throw in the chat, I can read off and let some people know about some market movement if you like. Who will be the QB for Washington football team next year? Nate, new QB or is it going to be a a trade, a sign? A... Hey, I'd have thought. I wouldn't be. Well, you have a thought. Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. Your thought? I was going to say, what if they're like, hey, Kirk Cousins, come back. Well, I'm fairly confident Kirk still has a contract in Minnesota that's fully guaranteed. So that, I don't that, think... that, that's what my funny thought is who would trade for that contract. Yeah. Um maybe uh I I I could see maybe a Baker. Baker Mayfield. Young, still some upside. Browns probably want to move on if they go after like uh uh Aaron Rodgers. And then um and then uh you move Baker to like a Washington football team that's young and has some upside. Could be an interesting play. Could be an interesting play. Okay. Next up. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Mahomes. Mahomes had a huge game too. Mahomes, both him and Allen, if you look at their stats, very similar, very similar stats from the game, the QBRs, the passer ratings, touchdowns, rushing yards, literally all of it was really similar. Although Mahomes did have a rushing touchdown. Uh, this is 2017 select field level. PSA 10 last sold for $12,100 after the game. Um, if you go to that is just as early as January 9th, this was under 10 K. So yeah, that's 9,000 9, some for a PSA 10. So that's some big movement right there. All the way up to tw- uh, 12 K 14, two weeks later, literally yeah. two weeks later. That's crazy. Robert V said, I uh, want to say hello from Australia. Really enjoy the podcast gents. Well, Hey, thank you so much for coming. And uh, we thank you for your support for listening Thanks, to the podcast and the lives it means a lot. Uh, not, I don't think there's too much. To there's not too much to say. It just shows that you could have made huge money if you made the right plays on the right quarterbacks. Even yeah. At the end of the season. Yeah. 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 Especially cause there's a pretty big dip in his cards too. After the terrible start. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, he was unquestionably bad. Oh, I agree. Like, I was unarguably seeing, bad. I was seeing him make throws. That I've never seen him make before forcing stuff into places and throwing yeah. tons of interceptions. It's just, you know, talking sense. about forcing stuff. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Did you see that? Did you see that? That yes. last play where he yes. heaved it to Devante and Alan Lazard was wide open in the middle of the field. Dude, like he no. threw it before Alan Lazard got wide open, but there was no reason to have to force that ball because he had a clean pocket. Yeah. And not only did he not throw it to Lazard, dude, St. Brown was, open up the left side like he had one on one and had the guy by a step or two um there's way too much focus that dude there's a lot of like old aaron Rodgers habits in our losing seasons with mike mccarthy i saw in that game yeah i heard today that aaron jones and Devontae adams had i forget 20 something 18 targets between the two of them and the rest of the team every other guy had six targets combined between the rest of the team it, it was, I think it was two catches versus 18. Lazard. And one and, of them uh, was Mercedes Lewis's catch that he fumbled. Was a, yep. Which I do think, I mean, special teams and all that. Ugh. Uh, but Mercedes Lewis doesn't fumble that ball. We're getting zero. at the field goal range at least. 
I think it's 14 to zero at that point. We were working them. We were working them. Really, Adams was working them. Is what he, he was destroying those guys off the line every time. Uh, Robert says, love the content, fellas. Well, hey, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for coming. John said yeah. some things about the Packers that I don't want to read. Who said um, some? He was saying, so sad Green Bay lost. And he said, not. So I can't wait to hear some post-Green Bay loss analysis. Well, there you go. There was some. Uh, John says, are you going to, to be at the Eau Claire this coming weekend, the Eau Claire show? Yeah, you is, just there, is there an Eau Claire show, John? If so, I will be there because I'm going to try to hit up more local shows. And if there is an Eau Claire show, well, I'll still be in Eau Claire this weekend. <laughs> Good one. Uh, wow, we got the four touchdown man here, Gabriel Davis. He's been good for a while. He's been good for a while, and he now there was no Tyron Matthew. I saw a lot of people saying, but 200 plus yards, four touchdowns as a postseason record, playoffs record, four touchdowns in a game. Multiple players had three. Randall Cobb, we were at that game, Nate, when he had three touchdowns, one being Hail Mary. Um, but this is his genesis. This is PSA nine, so for eighty dollars or eighty five dollars in December sixth. Nate found a CSG nine that's over 150 a CSG nine on January 24th. And uh, this is via the car ladder sales history tool right here. So you don't see a graph, but these, like I say, when you look it up in the sales history, it combines all the different sales. Um, into also, one search. Gabriel Davis averaged 34 yards a game this year. 34 a game, 34 a game. He had 201 yards in this game. Wow. Absolutely mm. insane. That's crazy. That is really crazy. Hey, John, is it in the mall? The uh, the Eau Claire card show? You let me know that. Um, oh, Bro, as for Aaron Rodgers, we can, move, we can move on. It dropped like a rock. He will get traded. It will go back. Well, likely, likely. The Packers are $40 million in, in uh, salary cap prison. So... I don't know what they would have to do so much maneuvering of contracts and getting guys to take cuts to just be able to like franchise tag Devonte Adams. Yeah. To keep the team together. And that's probably without being able to keep Rasul Douglas or Devondre Campbell. So I don't see Aaron Rodgers being like, yeah, I want to stick on that team. I wouldn't want him. And I kind of don't want him to, I want him to go off. We'll get a couple picks for him. Maybe we can cut the salary enough to franchise tag Devonte and have him for one more year or, just let him walk and get the third round pick we'd get for sign for him signing somewhere else, or we can franchise take him and trade him. But I think that'd be a really bad look for our team um, for future free agents. Um, but uh, that's a ton of money. So he's probably gone. I don't think he's going to retire. I don't think you retire after winning an MVP. Just like, I don't think Tom Brady retires after throwing for 5,300 yards or whatever it was. Um, so I think he's gone and you'll notice that 785 last sale, he goes to the Broncos or the Steelers, and there's a whole nother fan base getting excited. I got to imagine it goes right back up to a thousand bucks. Would you agree? Uh, that was what I was going to ask the chat. Everyone watching right now, uh, what do you think about Rodgers after a trade? Like Nate said, do we see a bounce back? Obviously, we got this dip here. You know, terrible performance against the Niners all around on the Packers team outside the defense. Um, that's a hefty drop. That's a big, big drop. And I, as for like trades, I have to imagine if you put a MVP caliber quarterback on that Steelers team, they are probably right there as top three team in the, in the league. You have a load, dude, Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt are probably like the two best defensive players at the respective positions. Obviously TJ Watt, Fitzpatrick's a baller. I've watched that guy play and he's just insane. 
Yeah. Um, Najee Harris is a good running back. Chase Claypool, Deontay bro. Johnson, uh, Juju, Juju, Juju plus Schuster. Yeah. Plus uh, the, uh, the, uh, their t- the fire movement yeah, or whatever. Pat, Pat Freermuth, dude, he's a stud. They like they have weapons on weapons, and I don't want like okay personally. I would like to get the band back together for one more year. That was one of the saddest games I've ever been to in my life. I was there. I was so dejected. What, what's the point, though? Bro, I want well, to get we, back Well, together. here's the thing. We literally can't get the band back together. You're not going to have the same team you had at the end of this year because we just can't afford them. Yeah, so I understand what you're saying. And, and Roger Campbell are going to get huge pay raises. Devontae Adams is going to get a huge pay raise. Yeah, Rogers made it very clear that – uh the only way he really stays is if is if somehow every all the contracts work out or whatever and every and most of the team's back, you know. Um, Aaron, question for you. Yeah. You think Bill Belichick goes and grabs Aaron Rodgers and then clears some cap space to get Devontae Adams? Can you imagine Adams and Rodgers on the Patriots? No, dude. What do you do? You think they trade Mac Jones for Aaron Rodgers? Why would they just have Mac Jones sit another year? They're not trading well, Mac Jones. For well, I, I'm just I'm just thinking about Bill Belichick being an old guy. Probably <laughs> only has a couple of years. If he has a chance at Aaron Rodgers, now obviously you're going to have to contend with the Browns are in a position to win. They're going to want a guy like that. The Broncos are in a position to win. The Steelers are in a position to win. And I'm sure there'll be a you know the first person to offer. Two firsts and a second, or three firsts, whatever it is, is going to get him. But if I am Bill Belichick and I'm sitting there and I'm old, and I'm saying I can try to build with Mac Jones for a couple of years, or I can go get Aaron Rodgers right now and see if I can win two more Super Bowls or a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers and prove to Tom Brady I don't need him, or you trade Rodgers. Love and Adams all in the same deal. <laughs> Why would we? No, I'd rather r- l- run Love out there and see what he can do. Bro, let's just get Mac Jones. <laughs> well, not going to happen. I know. I'm just kidding. Uh, I would. I'd like to say that too. Tony says my Steelers will be incredible with Rodgers, and I'm hoping if he plays there, I'm bringing you two to a game. Well, if there's any consolation prize for losing in Rodgers, it's going to see a game in Pittsburgh um, for free. Tony, right? Tony, tell you what. Tell you what, Tony. Um, take me to a Pittsburgh Pirates game instead because PNC Park is amazing and I haven't crossed it off the list yet. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, that stadium's awesome. So, John says that y'all oh, should focus. It would be short sighted. Sorry, Aaron, I cut you off. It very would be fine. very short sighted, but I'm just thinking Bill Belichick is old. Maybe he wants to try to win another Super Bowl or two as opposed to building up with Mac Jones because I can't imagine he's going to coach for much longer. So you're saying Bill, Bill Belichick's going to hijack the entire franchise future plan just to win one or two of these last few years he's coaching? Um, I mean, if Tom Brady didn't win a Super Bowl without him, maybe. But Bill Belichick was born – is he's going to be 70 by the start of next season. Yeah, I know. You think he's going to coach till he's like 75? I don't know. That's up to him. Uh, but I want to point out what John said because he said y'all should focus on the Bucks. Heard when Drew, Greek, and Milter on the floor at the same time. They are 17-3. That is very true. Uh, don't let that record deceive you. There's been a lot of injuries and in sitting out this year for the big three of the, the Bucks or COVID. Uh, Middleton was out for a while. Bucks are still the best team in the East when all three are playing. There's no question about it. Um, y'all can come at me too. Miami Heat fans, Chicago Bulls fans, 76ers fans. 
Raptors fans, whoever you are, although Raptors always have our number, it's sad to watch. We lost two in a row, but I don't think all three of them played at the same time. So, uh, yeah. I mean, they've oh. only played 20 games to get to, uh, at the same time this year, and we played 45 games, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And there's been no Brick Lopez the entire year. Not that he'll be very effective, I guess, after back surgery. We'll have to see. It's yet to be seen. Uh, Tony said, yes, Aaron, free, 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 free. Uh, Looks I'm like just, we're going out to Pittsburgh late September. I'm going to ship Rogers out personally myself. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Well, am I? I don't know. Well, uh, Tony, can you guarantee us three first round picks? <laughs> That's funny, Nick. Um, this one's not very fun to look at, but they can talk about this one. Uh, Debo Samuel. I want to not like him. You know, I want to not like him because he's a 49er. But if this isn't just like the most interesting player in the NFL, I don't know who is. Debo Samuel is just insane. And, I mean, he was running into guys against the Packers. He's running into linebackers. He's running into Devondre Campbell. He's a wide receiver, and he's not getting trucked. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I've never really seen anything like it, and it's frustrating. And he didn't have, like, the greatest game against the Packers. No. But he was still impressive. And uh, why did it have to be a running play on third and seven and Debo Samuel gets a first down? It's like. The entire week coming this, you're like, okay, find a way to just limit the run and maybe we can win. Well, we did limit the run a lot, and then it's got to be that play that beats us. Yep. So very frustrating. But Debo, he's so he's so much fun. He's so much fun. And you can see his prices here. I mean, September, they're $40 for a PSA 9 silver, all the way up to $155 um, as of uh, the day of the game. Incredible. Um, and it is, it's Cordell Patterson Jr. Except that it took years and years and years for Cordell to get unlocked with this year with the Falcons and Debo's doing that already in his second year. Which really shows you that either there's some, there was some not good coaching with Patterson or just some waste opportunities. I mean, it was the Vikings. So yeah. Well, he was on one other team after that too. Can't remember who actually. Seahawks. To go to Seahawks. I don't think so. No, the Patriots. He was on the Patriots for yeah, a while. Patriots I can't were, remember anymore. Yeah, it was a He's Patriots. Been around. This is a monster. I love this. This is a monster sale. Come on, Nate. Let's hear it. Uh, so, Cooper Cup, raise your hand if you thought uh, Cooper Cup would be become the best wide receiver in the NFL. And I will tell you that you're a liar because it's <laughs> it's insane how good Cooper Cup was this year. It's insane that he kept getting huge catch after huge catch. Uh, on Sunday for the Rams when they needed it. Um, he's just, he's unbelievable. And you can see it here, $2,700, November 6th, or not $2,700, $56. Yeah. November 6th, 2017. How unexciting was Cooper Cup at that point? Somebody got a gold vinyl out of five for $56 after the product released. That's crazy. That's $3,500 now. $3,500 sale today. That's that's crazy. And it's really wild to see an out of five card that's over three grand come up raw right now. That's even that's pretty wild, actually, to see that. I'd also um, like to point out that at one point, Aaron and I were in a Dynasty Fantasy Football League. <laughs> and I had Cooper Cup. And I had, like, Michael Gallup. And I had Dak Prescott and George Kittle and... A billion running backs, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, the list goes on, and Aaron didn't renew the league. Nate, 
you forget that my team was absolutely juiced also <laughs> yeah but i won the i won the championship and yes. then you were like oh, we're done yep that's exactly cooper cup man that's exactly what happened but yeah 3500 for cooper cup i mean the guy's obviously a beast he uh really won the game from this week uh, on stafford's arm obviously speaking of Stafford, love, also can i just say that i absolutely speaking of stafford yeah i absolutely love this they trade for him some people thought it was an overpay if you were in the nfc north you knew that he's really good just was on a bunch of Lions teams that don't have a ton of talent and have a hard time keeping the talent they get. Um, it'll be a number of years until Amon Ross St. Brown is, uh, you know, a, a charger or something like that because the Lions won't pay him. But Matthew Stafford loved Detroit. The people of Detroit loved him. He gave it his all. He gets traded to the Rams, and he might go to a Super Bowl in his first year with the Rams. That blows my mind, and I just I love it. And first year prism here, 2800 September 19th. And that's with everyone being super excited that he's on the Rams now. And he went even higher. Yeah, it was 2700 September 19th. Don't forget it's the white one. Green one. Oh, yeah. I keep I reading the green one. But now it's 4000 Yeah. Four, Which is crazy because you would have thought after that trade and all that hype that it'd be really hard to keep going higher. Here we are. That's the same card, actually. The same as like PSA graded when it's a pop one. Um, Man, that's a nice sale. It's a really nice sale. As for Stafford, good season, good player, as Nate and I know, watching the Lions a lot. Uh, played really well on, or at least at the end of the game on, and most of that game on uh, Sunday. But at least the game I watched against the Packers, I went to that game too in Lambeau. He was not good. Like, oh, he, yeah, Stafford will have those games where he he's the problem. He's the reason you lose. Yeah, he was – like literally, I was like, "Wow, dude, this Rams team is going to go nowhere in the playoffs." And then, I guess things happen. Rodgers is terrible. Stafford's good. Now, <laughs> next thing you know, it's the NFC Championship game, 49ers and the Rams. So, I guess I should eat my words. I, I am, I am very curious. The 49ers have beat the Rams twice. The 49ers made Aaron Rodgers look like he had no idea what he was doing out there. Yeah, uh, it will be interesting to see the Rams now. We'll see. Uh, the The 49ers are dealing with some offensive line issues right now, and this they is. have they have uh, Aaron Donald and Von Miller coming into town. So, Nate, this is true. You know, let's not forget that the Rams were the reason why the 49ers even made the playoffs in the first place, or at least that's the team that, that they beat. Of course, if they didn't make the playoffs, it would have been the Saints, and then we would have had to play the Saints, and somehow we would have gotten destroyed by them well, too. So that's not necessarily true because the Cowboys probably beat the Saints, and we probably play the Rams. Oh, that's fair. Um, okay. John says, Aaron, I've been buying a lot of retail Donald's road to guitar. Notice that the purple lasers are numbered in the 99, but the oranges are not find that odd hand auto and an orange Doku. Okay. So you're talking about lasers, meaning the Donner's cards, not the optic ones, because this year road to guitar for the 2021 or 2022 Donner set is interesting to say the least. Um, there's a lot of cards and parallels that are different than they were in the 2018 Donner set. Like greens and reds aren't numbered. Velocities, they're not numbered. Um, they were numbered out 200 and numbered out 50, or sorry, yeah, 200 and numbered out 50 for the reds in 2018 Donners. Now there's like pinks that are out of 99 and, and purples that are out of a different color or number and not 125. It's just there's a lot of different stuff going on Donners this year. Um, I'm not sure, John, on that. Um, most likely what 
what you're saying, you know, I guess in the past purples were in Chronicles, they were not numbered retail exclusives, I think, or something. Um, but I'm not sure. I haven't opened a retail. I've only opened the hobby. Magic, what's up? I don't really want to talk to you right now. But uh, oh, he just said, I hope you don't hate me and still want to talk to me. Uh, I don't. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, congrats on the win. Rams have lost six straight to the Niners. It sounds like the Packers losing. I've I, I've always said hard to beat a team seven or seven times in a row. I've always said that. Uh, it will come true this weekend when the Rams win. The Rams had better win. I cannot handle. I will not be able to handle Jimmy Garoppolo no. and Colin Kaepernick getting the 49ers to more Super Bowls than Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers got the Packers to. Yeah, I can't either. Or the same amount. Did Colin Kaepernick only get the Niners to one or did he get them to two? Well, he went to one, but combined they'd be at three together. Yeah, and Rodgers and, Rodgers and Favre went to three. Yeah, so they'd be tied. What a, uh, of course, of course. The Ravens, I'm sure you saw this one. The Ravens with Trent Dilfer and Joel Flacco have as many Super Bowl victories as the Packers do with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. That's also, I know that's like kind of, it's different eras a little bit. It's like one of them crossed over kind of, but um, it really does go to show you though how much it does matter of a quarterback. Now, I know that the 49ers made it with Jimmy Garoppolo in the past. Uh, they did not win, but um. I feel like it, it really is starting to become like, man, you could have the best defense, but if you don't have a good quarterback, you might But Jimmy Garoppolo is not good. Yeah, but they haven't won with Jimmy G. Jimmy Garoppolo just had 11 Q, uh, quarterback rating. No, I, I know, Nate, but I, I like here's my point. I think mean, the 49ers team, if they do make the Super Bowl, they lose to the Bills, they lose to the Chiefs, might even lose to the Bengals. Uh, you know, I just – maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying to say is back then, Trent Dilfer had like one of the best defenses of all time with that Ravens team. Um, I don't think that happens today, I guess, is my point. That's fair. Just especially with how pass-heavy everything is now. Ooh. I, I thought this one was interesting because uh, this was before the game. Yeah. Huge sale. Uh, biggest Aaron Donald sale I could find. You might want to read this one off just in case people are listening on podcasts. Oh, yeah. So... 2014 Patini National Treasures Aaron Donald rookie auto number 25 PSA 10 sold for $12,000. Um, the biggest card sale I could find of Aaron Donald, it's a PSA 10 10 10 auto on there, too. And uh, I just thought it was really interesting because somebody was taking a huge bet. Like, this is the equivalent of placing a massive bet before the Rams game is buying this Aaron Donald two days before he plays. I got nothing else, but I just thought it was interesting. I wanted to share it. That is interesting. I'm trying to figure out some data here for Brian. Brian says if Mahomes cards are one thousand or if a Mahomes card is a thousand dollars, what would a Josh Allen card be of the same? Is Josh Allen's value close to Mahomes? So no, um Josh Allen's value is not close to Mahomes because you have Mahomes out of ten RPAs from National Treasures that sell for like five hundred grand, and then Allen's one of one sold for like two hundred K or something. Um I'm trying to like figure out the best comparable card, which is kind of difficult, mate. Not gonna lie, it's kind of difficult to compare different years' cards, as we know, population reports change, um, and everything. But I'm just gonna pull up something here because this might be the best comparison because they're both are kind of base cards. Um, you know, for Prism, you can't really compare 2017 to 2018 with the silvers, the base, this and that. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe the best comparison is optic for a base, just to see like. How a value read is, I guess. So I'm going to share. This is straight from Card Ladder Pro, the compare tool. 
Um, this is the 2017 Optic base PSA 10. Mahomes is the purple line, and then the red is Allen's line. Now, we can also see the pop report. Wow, it's three times bigger for Mahomes, Nate. Hmm. Three times the PSA 10s out there of Mahomes and Allen for optic based PSA 10. And the Mahomes is 1,187, and the Allen is 453. Um, by the way, you have to do really good things to have your base PSA 10 increase $30 over the last six months. Like, really good things. So, for Josh Allen's base PSA 10 optic to have increased in the last six months. Now, if you go to last month, it's even better. Um, it's plus $160, which makes a little bit more sense. You know, you got to buy at the bottom for these things and they can grow. They can grow. Um, but that's crazy. So no, it's not even really close with their values. It is not similar at all. Um, Mahomes is by far and away more, way more valuable, but for good reason, a Super Bowl, an MVP all before age 24, I think it was, and made it to the second Super Bowl and is I would say more likely than not going to make it to the third, although I really want Rams and Bengals really badly. Nate, are you with me on that? Yep, I would like that. That'd be and, just a fun uh, matchup. Yeah. So I guess if, if you're sitting here and you're like, oh, man, I like Josh Allen so much more than Mahomes, well, maybe it is time to buy some Josh Allen versus Mahomes if, if you are feeling that way. Speaking of that guy, Joe Burrow on the Bengals, man, Nate, that, these are some huge guys that sold last night in the premiere. I think this is our last slide, um, and I wanted to save Joe Burrow to last because he's – I mean, Josh Allen was amazing, and Patrick Mahomes was amazing, and the 49ers' defense was amazing, and to an extent, the Packers' defense was amazing. The opposite of that was the Packers' special teams, which was the worst performance I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, sweet Oakwood Mall. And um, Joe Burrow, so much fun. Jamar Chase, so much fun. And I found this interesting because a 2020 National Treasures true RPA, number 99, uncirculated, still in the Panini uh, case and uh, tagged. Yep, there are redemptions. $66,000. The 2020 Optic Contenders Gold Auto, number 10, BGS 95, sold same day, $50,000. So I guess my question here is, you've got one non-graded but uncirculated. Should be in pretty good shape. You've got one graded already, BGS 9.5. Would you rather have the BGS 9.5 gold, number to 10, auto, and $16,000, or the NTRPA ungraded? Uh, I'm not a huge Optic Contenders fan. You know that. I know you're not either. National Treasures RPA really is the thing. It's the LeBron Exquisite. It's the contenders Brady type of deal. Sometimes rarity gets you. You know, someone really wants a gold, and you can double your money if someone really wants a gold. I don't know, man. That's such a tough question. I, all I know is that this Joe Burrow sold for like twelve thousand dollars in January of last year. So in about a year, it's up twelve thousand to sixty-six k. Yeah, let us know. I mean, I'm still mulling this over. But if you want to drop a comment, if you'd rather have the Optic Gold Contenders Auto of ten BGS nine point five and 16k or the non-graded rpa the uh uncirculated thing there from the redemption let us know Jeez, yeah because you got you got the guarantee that it's a good grade you don't have the guarantee with the nt i'm imagining it's good because it's uncirculated it hasn't really been touched by anybody um but you just don't know so you have that guarantee and you also have gold and people are weird about their golds you just saw an optic gold now this is optic contenders but you saw the optic gold tom brady so yep. for $13,000, but it's a true NTRPA. Oh, man. 
And it's a three-color patch. So we just had a question here. What was this? Magic. I wonder if Burrow wins. Will his cards go past Josh Allen's? So I'm looking right now. Josh Allen's 2018 National Treasures Auto PSA 10 sold in December 11th. So a little bit over a month ago for $70,570. Now, Car Ladder Estimate has this thing at 77 k based off of the recent price rise after last night's game and in the playoffs. But, man, Nate, 66 k for a Burrow versus a PSA 10 Allen that sold for a month ago for seventy grand. Yeah, that's absurd. Give me the Allen all give day. Me the, give me the Allen, too. And if that's the case, give me the gold optic contenders, Joe Burrow, because – 66,000 for a non PSA 10 when if push comes to shove I'm taking Josh Allen. Yeah. I like Joe Burrow but I'm taking Josh Allen. Um yeah. I Nate I I think if I'm I think I'm with you because of how much the NT has grown not to say the optic contenders hasn't grown a ton either but all I know is like 12 to 66k on something that's clearly passing Josh Allen where I could see Josh Allen's optic gold contenders rival that or go for more and then Burroughs uh, contenders. RPA is not even a game worn patch anyways. That is true. So. I mean, keep in mind, people still pay crazy money from Luka Doncic regardless. So, you know, you could say that when Luka people was pay 100... crazy money for 2018 messy cards signed by his brother. <laughs> Until there's physical proof. I'm not buying it. Until there's physical proof. I'm not buying it. Um, just as Luka's, Mom's signatures go for a million dollars. So it's true. Um, no proof on that either, technically. So don't accuse me of saying there's proof on that. I'm just feeding the rumors. Um, Brian says, I take gold contenders. And I think I'm in the same boat. I mean, give me that 16 grand. And I'm going to go buy if it has to be football. Uh, in a few months, I'm going to buy some Justin Herbert, probably contenders auto to fill the $16,000 void and have hands in two different buckets at the same time. I like it. Where do you buy the 16K? Oh, if I had to buy football? Yep. All the Amon Ra St. Brown I could get my hands on. Oh, my gosh. Really? He was really <laughs> impressive at the end of the year. I don't know if Jared Goff is their quarterback next year, but um, if they go with a young QB and he's their number one wide receiver and he just gets force-fed the ball, I mean, I okay. can see 12, 1,300 yards out of him, 10 touchdowns. Don't get me wrong, he's really nice and he had a really good end of the year. But if you're spending 16k, what are you buying? Okay, okay, okay. You did. That's fair. Uh am I being really risky or not as risky? Well, you're a pretty risky 50 grand burrow, so all right, then I'd probably go with Herbert. Um, but if I was being really risky, I'd go with Justin Fields. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know, Nate. I don't know. That's super risky. I, I like I like him. I like him. I like him too, but there's just so many. It's the same thing at Kyler Murray. When you have four to five quarterbacks trying to overshadow all these guys, how many guys can really explode in value? Like that, I suppose if Justin Fields does great things, he can go up in value a lot. But here's the here's the thing: the Packers, huge salary cap problems, and Aaron Rodgers is probably gone, so they're no longer a contender for the division. The Vikings are getting older. Um, and they're probably going to win the division next year, but you know, you just never know. The Lions are getting better, but the Bears, they got some talented pieces. Their defense is getting older, but they got some talented pieces. And I just I I uh I don't know. I, I think uh I think I, I think I like Fields and the Bears with uh 
especially with Mooney. I really like Mooney. I like Allen Robinson. All right, Nate, I'm going to put you in charge of getting us some Justin Fields cards over the next, like, three, four months. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we'll do that. We'll pick <laughs> up one or two, just just in case, just in case something happens. Uh, Nick Foe says, I also can't see Aaron Rodgers in another uniform. I can't either, but will it happen? Probably. Hey, well, I, I couldn't see Brett Favre in another uniform, and then I was looking at him in a Vikings uniform. So, you know, life comes uh, at you quick. Rodgers would be giving up like 30 million plus dollars for the next like three years each year if you're tires. I can't say it happening when he's playing like an MVP. You know, not not on Saturday or not on Saturday, but in general he was. And I I think Magic brought up something about Tom Brady earlier. That's the thing. Rodgers is coming off an MVP award likely. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady's coming off of 5,100 yards, 52, 5,300 yards, and like the most passing yards of his career as a 44-year-old. I just don't see a way these guys retire. I know the end of the year is disappointing. It did not end how either of them wanted to. I could see them both on different teams next year, but I don't think they're retiring. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see them retiring either. They're both too good right now. All right, any last thoughts tonight? Um, Football is dead to me. And uh, next up is March Madness. So uh, let's hope for a good Kansas Jayhawk run. Um, Of course, I know it's going to happen. They're going to tear my heart out in the round of 32 or the Sweet 16, and I'm going to get just as upset watching them as I am watching the Packers. And then the Bucs are going to make it to the playoffs, and uh, we're going to lose our magic and lose to the Raptors or something in the first round in, like, Game 7, and then that's going to tear my heart out again. And then we're going to get to baseball season, and Corbin Burns is like going to tear his, going to have Tommy John surgery or something. I'm done listening to Nate. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. Too many negative things coming out of his mouth right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, update really quick. So we do not have Slap Sox Breaks for on Tuesday on the YouTube channel because we are leaving tomorrow morning for Lexington, Kentucky to go see Kentucky Roadshow uh, and Jimmy and his team down in Kentucky. I'm, we're super excited for that. We actually haven't done really like a road trip to go see some shops we've done uh some different traveling for shows and whatnot but uh very excited for this um to see about jimmy's shop and then we're also gonna go up to columbus uh through thursday to go see ryan card collector two at his shop so we'll be gone from tuesday thursday but on wednesday we will be doing a whatnot stream out of the kentucky roadshow shop starting at 6 p.m eastern time uh, so please tune into that on whatnot if you want to engage with us while we are down in the shop we'll be selling some soccer singles and uh packs and whatnot uh very excited about that and then will we be selling singles and packs on whatnot or and whatnot? Because I think you might have said and whatnot. Or I, you... I meant I meant what I said, but both. I say okay. and whatnot a lot, but now it has a different meaning. Now there is an app called that and we sell them there all the time. Uh, but but that's the plan. Uh, I'm very excited for this trip. I'm excited to get some content down there. I'm excited to see some good friends and we'll be sure to share this, share the, the journey along the way. Uh, via Instagram. So if you go check out our Instagram Instagram page and follow it, um, you can tr- ch- uh, follow the journey there. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. And then on Thursday, the weekly slab is coming out at 6 p.m. Eastern time still. So you guys can watch that on Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Other than that, everyone have a great rest of your week. Excited for our trip. And we'll see you all next week on the Monday YouTube Live. Actually, before that, we'll see you on Sunday again for the weekly auction bidding through PWCC at 9.45 p.m. Eastern time. As always, plenty of ways to engage with us throughout the week. Uh, content really happening everywhere between Instagram and YouTube and newsletter. Um, so this is not the last time I'll talk to you for a while, but 
See y'all then Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time and whatnot. If you want to join, don't forget Kentucky Road Show. Very except for the trip. Nate, thanks for joining today as well. Yep. See you guys.